Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who didn't fully commit to his Halloween costume, Brand Siegel. How you doing? I I did fully commit. I committed. <laughs> we we were we were there for five minutes, and my my costume came together. All right. How long were you cooking this one up? <laughs> Have you been cooking this one up for a day here? Oh, I didn't know. I thought about it this morning. I was like, I'm going to use this in my intro. Well, so my lovely girlfriend, Addie, and I, we went as an angel and devil. And I was the angel in this equation because that's what she requested. Why? And what did you say, Ben? You Why haven't been you introduced yet. Your your opinions are relevant. You haven't been introduced <laughs> yet. So I, uh, I didn't get an angel halo because they all looked ridiculous. But then uh, our friends made me an angel halo while we were out, and I wore it the whole night. So my costume was complete for 95% of the night. I don't know. And it w- it's an acceptable response. I wore a halo. I'm not sure. I, um, think you, I think you needed the wings, too. No, no wings. No wings. Okay, so uh, <laughs> of course the third member of this podcast is Ben O'Brien. Ben, I was an angel because that's what my girlfriend requested. It's that simple. I just think, first of all, so what was your costume? Just like a white t-shirt? I wore yeah. white shoes, white pants, and a white t-shirt. And Ben, if you know me, which you do, yes. I never wear white. Well, yeah, any Ever. sane person never wears white. It's, cra- it's exactly. a crazy thing to wear. As Trevor's uh, currently sitting here wearing <laughs> white. Wearing white t-shirt. <laughs> but you don't know that, but but he's currently sitting here wearing white for the... Uh, ben, ben would like to redact his last statement. Yeah. I'm just saying, Trevor, you're going to regret it when you spill food on it in like an hour or so. Just a heads up. I I already ate breakfast. I'm I'm good. I I and made a joke too. That's a miracle. Yeah, that is that is good. I ate breakfast. Well, actually, I had a different shirt on when I was eating breakfast. Oh, we so he spilled on that shirt. I see. I see. Yeah. Um. No. Ben, I will say I I joked with with my girlfriend Addie that we we dressed up as each other. You get what I'm saying? That's why I, yes, I, that, I did the. That angel. probably makes more. That probably makes more sense. <laughs> Yeah, just like I was thinking about dressing up like Josh, and it didn't end up happening. But I, I yeah. Thought, also, you're I critiquing my costume. What costume? What did you dress up as, Trevor? What are you talking about? What did you dress up as? It doesn't, doesn't matter. He dressed up as nothing. Nothing it doesn't matter. I, 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 either I mean, go Brandon, zero, you wore a white I T-shirt. I relax. Percent. I don't. I don't do anything. Hey, I still went way. and bought stuff for this costume. But this, the, the effort was there. It doesn't matter what I wore. The effort was there. Not if you a, had no wings and no halo. I don't do half. Uh, Trevor, efforts. I did have a halo for most of the night. Trevor had, went zero effort, zero, zero hundred. I, I don't do halfway. Well, you should have done a hundred. I didn't do halfway either. I, do, I, I went a hundred. I went a hundred. I went a hundred percent, one hundred percent. But look, that's neither here nor there. Um, this ridiculous conversation. We got a lot of sports to get to, um, today. So let's start in college football. Don't think we'll be here that long. Really, an unentertaining college football week. Uh, not an enormous amount happened upset wise. Um, we, we had some pretty dominant teams. We saw Texas beat BYU by a lot. Oregon beat Utah. That's one we'll definitely touch on here. Um, but the first thing we should touch on is the big upside of the day, Oklahoma losing to Kansas. I, I wouldn't say this is the world's worst loss because Kansas is actually a good football team. They'll probably be ranked coming up this week. And they, they have been ranked this year. Um, they, they got ranked. They've been ranked twice. Actually, they were ranked, um, versus Texas, then lost by a lot. Well, actually, yeah, they lost by a lot. They lost by 26. They won the next game versus UCF, then got ranked against Oklahoma State, who Oklahoma State's also a good football team, lost. Um, so they'll probably be backed in, in the uh, ranked conversation here. Um, but yeah, Trevor, Kansas over Oklahoma, big, big win. I didn't see Oklahoma losing uh, many games this year, especially this one. What are your thoughts on on this game and the comfortable week as a whole? Yeah, I I mean it's I don't know it, it's interesting. It wasn't the the best week, but I think uh, as far as the Oklahoma game goes, obviously that was the biggest surprise I think of the day that Kansas upset them. I don't think many people were predicting that to happen. So a good win for the Jayhawks there, and uh, you know it's yet another ba- typical basketball school that is having some success this year. Um, you know, so I I think that's interesting. We're seeing some of these basketball schools have some success in college football. So that's good. The other one, obviously, you mentioned Oregon over uh, Utah. Huge win for Oregon. They look dominant. Um, and Oregon, I mean, I, we can't completely count them out for the college football playoff. They, you know, they had their one loss. Yes, it was, you know, a uh, a loss to Washington, only a three-point game, a very close game. Washington was the home team. Oregon, uh, don't count them out of the college football playoff. They're very much in the race. Um, and this was a really good resume win for, for the Ducks. So, you know, those, those were a couple of the main takeaways. Um, other than that, I mean, there's not really a ton here. Um, I mean, Ohio State beat Wisconsin by two touchdowns. 
Tennessee, you know, a close one against Kentucky, but they win. But that's, uh, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, uh, like we said, kind of a little bit of a down controversial week. I will say, uh, I'll speak on this quickly. Oregon's hopes for the controversial playoff, I think, are uh, pretty diminished. Um, they would have to beat Washington again, and then on top of that, they would need someone like, like a uh, uh, a Texas to lose again. Uh, they would need Florida State to lose. Um, yeah. I I feel like it's decently conceivable this year that we like. I think there is potential. We see Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, in the college football playoff this year. I think there's a decent shot, especially if Ohio State beats Michigan, that's step number one to get to that possibility. If Ohio State doesn't beat Michigan, it might be tough for them to sneak in. Um, but we'll have to see. I don't know. That'll be interesting. I wonder, who would you put in? Let's say let's say um, Oregon gets to the college, or gets to their, their Pac-12 championship. They win. They beat Washington. Mm-hmm. Who would you put in? Would you put in them or Ohio State? Like if Ohio State just loses to Michigan? Yes. Um, I mean, it's tough not knowing what would happen. I'd say probably Ohio state most likely. Um, I, I, but it's, it's kind of hard to know. I, cause I like Oregon still has more good wins they can get that would help their resume even more. I mean, they have USC at home in a couple weeks, Oregon state at home, Oregon state just lost to Arizona, but still it's a, it's a decent win. Um, I think Ohio state, let's see, they, they beat Penn state, which was obviously a really good win. Beat Notre Dame and they beat Notre Dame. So, and, in this scenario, yeah. they, they would lose to Michigan, but they, they have two quality wins. Yeah, they would lose to Michigan, but already having that Penn State win, the Notre Dame win, I would lean Ohio State in, in that uh, hypothetical. It, it would be tough because one of them also has a conference championship. One of them doesn't. Um, it's close, though. Ben, who would you you're – the, you're the committee. Who are you picking in that situation, Ohio State I mean, or uh, Washington? Or excuse yeah, me, Oregon, just, I mean. It's the same question that comes up every year, and it's like, well, how much do we value a conference championship? I'd probably pick Oregon just because they – be a one-loss conference champion that beat Washington um, and Ohio State. Yeah, and they, they also would have beaten like five ranked teams. Yeah, I, I just think if Oregon wins out, I think they, they'll have a better resume than Ohio State will. Because Ohio State, yeah, they beat Penn State and Notre Dame, but if they lose to Michigan, there's really not a whole lot of other opportunities for them to strengthen their resume between now and Michigan, I don't think so. Um, I'd probably yeah. pick Oregon. I, I think if Oregon goes and beats Washington in the Pac-12 championship, they're a one-loss Pac-12 champion. Um, I think they absolutely deserve to be in over Ohio State. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I think the one bigger thing that neither one of you mentioned is Ohio State really has one opportunity to beat a perceived better team than them, uh, a team that, yeah. that is just perceived to be better than them in Michigan. Oregon, in this situation, would have done that. They beat a team that is perceived, not even perceived, they a team that beat them. Yeah, um, but Michigan's... I mean, Michigan's way easily better than any team Oregon has on their schedule. I mean, like, if we're, I'm just, I do get that. I get what you're saying, but I'm saying they, they did something Ohio State didn't. Like, just as a resume thing, I think it'd be tough to. Right. But, like, you got to compare the actual teams they're, like, they're Well, some playing people, and, Trevor, would argue well, that Michigan Washington the, is just as good as Michigan. One of the best two teams. I'm not saying they are, but I'm saying some I, people would I argue mean, that Washington But Oregon, just you're saying with like the teams they played, they in this situation, Oregon would have, like, six ranked wins. Ohio State would have two. I mean, like when you talk about ranked wins, are we counting Colorado as a ranked win? Okay, then five Colorado or was four at the time. They still have more. Like I, I, I don't know. Um, it's it's debatable. I mean, Ohio State's schedule. I mean, they've beaten teams that it, it's almost like it's more top heavy because they've beaten Penn State, and Notre Dame. I think those two wins are better than any two wins Oregon has so far for sure. It's really not even close. I mean, I mean Utah, Utah, they have won right. They have won in Utah. But in this scenario, in this they hypothetical, Washington, they, they would have beaten Washington. Yeah. A top five so team. I think it's close. Um, I, I don't know. It, it really depends. I think it would be very close. And yeah. It would have to depend on like what happens the next month or so. Yeah. 100%. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about college football-wise here? Any other games you want to touch on before we move on? Um, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, looking at like some of these schedules, like you said, looking at where... Because you know, we said like Oregon's number eight, so... What could happen with these other teams? I mean, I I think I agree with you, Brent. I think Michigan, Ohio State, like, yeah, they they both might make it. I think there's a really good chance that could happen. Look at Georgia's schedule, who's number one right now. I mean, they have let, let's see, Missouri at home, Ole Miss at home. Then they have Tennessee away. I guess maybe Tennessee away could be a tough game. And then in the but then in the SEC championship, they're going to play the the West winner, so that's going to be a tough one. Could could Georgia lose a game? Um, and still make it probably. I think Georgia can still make it if they lose. Um, I mean, they play in the SEC, especially if it's like they lose to Tennessee on the road or they lose to the SEC West champion. 
I'd still put Georgia in, even if they have one loss, most likely. Um, and then how about a team like Alabama? What if Alabama runs the table? Are, are they then leapfrogging Oregon? I, I think, well, actually, they would. If they beat Georgia, they most certainly would leapfrog Oregon. So, um, you well, know, here would be another would good be another question. Interesting thing. Let's say Oregon wins the Pac-12 championship over Washington. Mm-hmm. And um, Alabama. Alabama also wins the SEC championship over Georgia. Do they leapfrog them? Oh, no question. I don't think it's no question. Alabama, no question. If they beat Georgia? I, I really it, don't think it, it's no if question. If Alabama beats Georgia, no question they're in college football playoff. If Alabama runs the table, beats Georgia, and doesn't make the college football playoff, that would be t- that would be horrible. I so w- yeah, at the end, if if that happened, Alabama would have had – they would have beaten three um, ranked teams all at home, all those teams at home. Oregon, if that happens, would have beaten – Ranked teams-wise, one, two, three, four ranked teams. Mm-hmm. And they would have beaten Washington, the one team they lost. That's a fifth-ranked team. At So, I mean, they have very similar resumes. I would argue the Pac-12 has been better than the SEC this year. They have more, like, just better teams. They have more ranked no, teams. I, I don't agree with that. The SEC has definitely had not quite as good of a season as they normally do. I mean, there was a point in time, like, not many weeks ago, there was one SEC team in the top ten. Just one. Um, the Pac-12 had, I think, three in the top ten at that time. So I think that would be close. I I do think I'd lean just a bias, SEC bias, that Alabama makes it in in that situation over them. But that would also cause they would need Ohio State to lose, and they would need um, Texas to probably lose too. So another team you could throw in there is if Texas wins out and wins the uh, Big 12 championship, or OU, frankly, it doesn't matter. Do those teams make it over Oregon and Alabama? That's another tough one. They're ranked higher than them right now. Well, Oklahoma will go down, but Texas is ranked higher than them right now. Yeah, the the Texas Alabama one's tough because Texas beat yeah, Alabama. Yeah, because Texas beat Alabama. But yeah. other than that, Alabama would have a better resume without a doubt. So it would be. I don't think they would have a better be resume. I think Texas has played if better teams. Beat, if they beat Georgia, they'd have a better resume. It's really that simple. They'd have the best win for sure, but I don't think they'd have the better resume. They play LSU this week. They play LSU this week. But Texas week. is Texas being a lot of like solid teams. No, they play. They just beat Tennessee. They play LSU this week, and then if they beat Georgia, and actually, I take it back. Games, Texas' schedule is not as hard as I thought. They beat Ole Miss a couple weeks ago. Actually, um, I I think I agree with you because Texas, if if they win out and this situation happens, the only ranked wins Texas have is Alabama, um, Kansas, and then uh the Big Twelve that that final game winner. So it's actually decently yeah. comparable to potentially Alabama having the better schedule. Um, so I actually think I I might I'm, I might say that. I mean, Alabama's really the only good resume win Texas has right now. That's really the yeah. only one they have. Yeah, I I think I agree. That's really and, their and only. Quote. I think people would use the argument of like, oh, head to head, Texas beat Alabama, but that game happened the second week of the season. It was September 9th. We have to look at the whole resume. So I think people would try to use that argument. But if Alabama wins out, they without a doubt have a better resume than Texas. It would be, it would be. Oh wait, hold on. Can they play Georgia in the? Oh yeah, they can. They can. Yeah, they can, Georgia's they can. in the East. I for a second I thought they were in the same same half of the conference. No. Okay, well I think we'll wrap up our college football talk there. We'll definitely be more playoff talks coming up here as we only have like what a month, month, you know, five weeks maybe in the season. Yeah, something like that, right, Benny? Yep. I think we're around that point. Sure. I think six weeks. Yeah, yeah, it was week nine. I think it was week nine, and you have 14 week regular season, something like that. Yeah, yep. All right, let's go um, to the, the NFL here, go through our week seven takeaways a little bit. Um, I, I know we're going to talk about it, so I'll, I'll just get it right out of the way. we got to talk about the Ravens a little bit, right? Um, they they played at so home. so long ago, the, I don't even remember. It was so long ago, played, it doesn't even matter. Well, it's okay, I'll remind you. Hmm. Uh, the Ravens beat the Lions 38-6. Um, I will say I did not expect this result, but I did say on the podcast that I thought the Ravens would win. Um, I did not think they would win by 32 points. Uh, I thought they maybe would win by two points. Um, this was a, a much better win. This is a real quality win the Ravens have uh, now under their belt. Uh, even though it is at home, the Lions are a really good football team. They've played really good football this year. They have a lot of good weapons. Um, and they were relatively healthy versus the Ravens. Uh, Montgomery didn't get to suit up. Um, and that's probably the, the least healthy they got. The Ravens, very fortunately, I'm knocking on wood right now. Moving my mic, I'm knocking on wood. 
The Ravens have been relatively healthy this year, um, and that has really, really helped them um, be able to perform at what I think their their max output is. And I think we saw uh, the peak of the Ravens in this week. They beat a top, I don't know, what, what are we putting the Lions before this week? Top five top, team? Top eight at least. Top eight. Okay, we'll go top eight at least football team. Um, and really just manhandling them, just destroying them. Um, so I, I think, and I've talked to you guys about this a lot. How I think the Ravens are one of the most talented teams in the league. And if healthy, they really can compete for a Super Bowl. If we can stay at this level, they can compete for a Super Bowl. Uh, the question is, can they keep this level of health? And can they keep on playing at that level? We have seen them kind of be all over the place this year. There's some games where they've played really well offensively. Um, and some games they haven't. What I do know is their defense is exceeded expectations. They're one of the best defenses in the league. Um, I'd argue they're right up there with the Browns, um, with being one of the best defenses in the league, and they have continued to prove it year or week in week out. Um, so I, I'm really excited about this Ravens team. I, I just pray they stay healthy. Lamar Jackson is insanely good and seemingly is worth every dollar of his contract. Uh, ben, I don't know if, if your quarterback is worth every dollar of his contract at least so far. Um, well, you just but, said uh, you just said 20 minutes ago that he's better than Lamar Jackson, so that doesn't make any sense. I mean, I, I don't remember saying that. Do you have that recorded? Because I didn't say you that. You said, well, uh, he did say second best quarterback. So I guess he, I guess he thinks Lamar Jackson is better than yeah, Patrick. I, I might, I might. So yeah, Ben. So you lied. You lied, saying. Ben. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, so I think the Ravens are a really good football team. Obviously, I, I will have to see where they go. As long as they stay healthy, they they can get there. Uh, either of you have any thoughts on this game or any other games that you want to talk about? Trevor, I'll start with you. Yeah, I, I absolutely have thoughts on the Ravens. I mean, they're the best team in the NFL. Let's just get that out of the way. They're definitely um, they're not even playing like the best team in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a, a this is just a statement to be like, I don't want them to play well. They aren't playing as the um, best. The Chiefs are kill every team right now. The Chiefs are the best team. They haven't killed a team by thirty two. Well, actually, they might have, but. Uh, the Ravens looked re- really good. This was uh, one of the most impressive wins I think we've seen all season in general. I think put it up there next to the Bills being the Dolphins, up there next to the Niners destroying the Cowboys. Very impressive win here by the Ravens beating another really good team in Detroit Lions. So very impressive. Lamar, I mean, his numbers, I mean, you can look at him. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. 21 and 27, 357 yards, average 13 per pass. It's incredible. That was one of his best games, uh, maybe we've ever seen. I don't know. I, don't I think it is one game. of the best games of his career. But uh, looked pretty impressive to me. And I think Lamar's in general has been very good this year. Um, I, every time I've watched him, he's been awesome. So um, I, I don't know the the MV, MVP talks. It looks like a lot of the guys. There's a big cluster of guys, but I think he's in the mix. He's no, in the mix unfortunately, he won't be. I think he's in the mix because I don't think there's anyone that's really stood out. There's, uh, there's going to be bias of he doesn't throw 300 yards every single game, so there's going to be some bias of him yeah, not having uh, 300 yards and three touchdowns yeah, every game. I mean, just in, just in my opinion, at least, I I think he should oh, be in the I'm, mix. I'm with you there. Um, in my opinion, I think he should be in the mix. He's been really good. Their defense has been awesome. Yeah, the Ravens are playing uh, great football. Um, and yeah, it's 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 again, they're the best team in the NFL. So. They're not I, I the best think, team. Uh, they look pretty good. What about you, Ben? Do you have any thoughts? I just think I think it's a sad day when Brandon has to celebrate his team beating the Detroit Lions, who, you know, historically in recent memory are one of the worst franchises in the NFL. So the fact that that Brandon has to celebrate destroying the Lions, everybody destroys the Lions, Ravens. I'm not you should not be impressed by that. I don't think that is an impressive feat at all. Um it's it's mm-hmm. really it's a sad day. You're you're supposed to be this this almighty this almighty uh franchise that has a top, I don't know, nine or ten coach in the NFL and and you're over here celebrating beating the Detroit <laughs> beating the Detroit. Everything you just Lions. said, that's this the most ridiculous quite, statement. This is quite a zag, Ben. I did not expect <laughs> this. This is the most anti glaze I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes, it was it was a very it was a very impressive win. The Lions are great. They were I mean going into the week, they were top probably three or four team in the NFL. Uh I, I did not I mean I, I said last week on the podcast there's no way the Ravens lose. I didn't actually think they'd win by thirty two points. Um, yes, Lamar Jackson looked very good. You spoke it into existence, good. Ben. Well, well, Ben, do I you did. agree with I, me? I, do you agree with what? me that there's no way the Ravens are going to lose today against the Arizona Cardinals? There's no way, right? No, I mean, I, I, I'm not even trying to jinx them. There's just no way they lose. <laughs> they'll, it, they'll it's win funny because every week you guys do this, and I know it's just like to jinx them, but <laughs> no, every week I'm like, week. oh no, they 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 do this, and they have. They've lost to teams worse than them this year. They lost What's to the, the Steelers. Yeah, they lost to the Colts at home. The, these letdown yeah. games, they they have been a uh, we've. Who, 
seen these letdown games. I don't know. All right, well, let me ask you this then: Who do the Ravens play next week? Is this a is this a is this a dangerous like look ahead? Are they going to overlook the Cardinals? So they have a big game next. The following week? week is a tough game. The following week is Seahawks at home. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Are they going to look think past it, I think the Cardinals this week? A tr- is this a trap game for out. the Seahawks or for the uh, for the Ravens this week? It could I, be. I don't believe this. Did you guys see Lamar's press conference after the game that he? Th- of course, probably not. the best game of his career. No, I didn't see he, it. He basically implied that like this game, like he the, he he wasn't happy, mm-hmm. and like someone asked him, he's like, "Why aren't you like happier?" And he's like, "Cause this is one game. We're on to or we're on to uh, Arizona." In like, like his press conference, immediately after throwing six incompletions, what was it, three hundred some yards and three touchdowns, he just didn't care. I like that. He wants he's, to win a Super Bowl so bad, and I, I love this. I, I love that as well. He's he's taken after uh, his his uh, idol, Tom Brady. You know, I don't think that is his idol. It's one of his idols. That is one of he, his he, idols. He loves Tom Brady. He does love Tom Brady. Who does I, do, I do agree with that. I don't. Brandon. Um, all right. Any other games you guys want to talk about week seven here? Anything else? Yeah, I mean, we had that wacky Browns game. You know, the Browns as much game. as as much as their organization just has issues, their Kevin Stefanski just sucks. He's just a terrible head coach. Um, as much as their quarterback situation is terrible, um, they have a really good defense, and yes, they give up thirty eight points. I understand that. But in they're in these close games and they're finding ways to win them, which is kind of out of character for the Cleveland Browns. Well, Usually they're in close yeah. games and they always find ways to lose them. They're actually finding ways to win some of these close games. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. Um, Trevor, you're forgetting there's a third party involved here in these in these games. Do you know who the third is. party is? Well, in the I, Niners I think game, this that's third true. Party are, oh, they, no, no. This, in the Colts game, that's more true. I don't agree. Did you hear what the Browns I, I watched, Did you see what Jim Mersey tweeted? Those, I watched those plays. They won fair and square. Did you see what Jim Mersey tweeted? Come on now. I don't care. The, the NFL admitted to him that they made the wrong calls. The NFL admitted it. They they beat the Colts fair and square. Uh, the that's, Niners, not what the, that's not I what the NFL say says. The Niners... <laughs> Not true, but Trevor, I think they beat the Colts. Trevor, Jim Irsay is going to get in trouble because he tweeted that. The NFL admitted to them that they messed up those calls, that uh, the Colts should have won. The, the Colts should not have won. They they definitely should have won. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, the NFL admitted it, so like it's, it, it's, as, it's as black and white as it gets. The I, NFL admitting I, their wrongdoings. I watched, the, I watched the the plays, and I think they were good. I think they were fine. Well, uh, one, one of them was bad, but I, it wouldn't have changed the result. The Browns still would have won. Well— Regardless of what we think, the NFL claimed that they were wrong. So we, we're now back-to-back weeks. I, I'd like to say this about the Browns. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a bad thing, and then I'm going to say a good thing, all right? I'm getting better <laughs> with my Browns stuff here. The bad news is is they, they don't play like a good team, and they probably aren't that great. They're not a bad football team at all, and, the, and the, this is my good thing I want to say. They are winning games at the end of the day. And we can talk about as much as the refs have helped them in these past two games. It ultimately doesn't really matter. They're winning the football games. Uh, we're going to look back in six weeks. It's not going to matter that they they won the game because the refs helped them or didn't help them. It, it's not going to matter. They're four and two or four and three, four and three, four and two. They're four and two. Oh, four and two. Okay, they're four and two. They're they're winning football games. That's all that really matters. Um, it does seem like they're going to be without Deshaun Watson for a week or two here. I don't know if that helps or hurts them to be honest. I, I want to stink. That helps them. Um. So I don't know. We'll see. It's not like PJ Walker has been great or uh, DTR has been great, but the Browns defense is so darn good that they're going to be able to stay in these games all the time, regardless of who they're playing, whether it's a really good team or a really bad team. Um, and I, I, I think the Browns are just going to have a, they're going to have a better year than I anticipated just because this defense is so amazing, historically amazing. Um, and I, I really think that they're going to, they're going to have a solid year. I think they, they have a decent shot at making the playoffs um, and they'll be able to get to that, that, area uh, for actually them. what i would say I, I actually think uh the browns should thank me and ben i think we did this i think the reason the browns are going to be a good football team and they're going to win at least nine games is only so because of ben and i ben and i bet the under i think it was was it eight and a half ben or was it nine and a half no it, I forget. Was, it was nine and a half it was nine and which half. i thought was ridiculous we we bet the under on the Browns nine I, and a half. I will total. say, and they're they're going to win ten games now because you, we did that. You guys bet well, on the refs a team are gonna that was getting a ton of glaze. They were people love the Browns preseason, yeah, especially their defense, and that's I, why they're over that's under. That's why we so bet high. the under. I thought the that's number was way out of whack, and we took the yeah. under. But now they're going to win ten Ridiculous. games just because we and bet on the. Under. You know what sucks? They have a very easy schedule coming yeah, up. Like sucks. they don't have that difficult of a schedule. Um. And it's going to be interesting. They're, the tough thing for them is going to be able to stay in games. Um, we saw with the Colts, uh, the, the defense did so much. I know they, they, the offense scored a lot of points. I understand the Colts scored a lot of points. The defense is playing a lot of bad possessions. The defense did a really, specifically Miles Garrett did an amazing job in that game. 
Um, I mean, you see, like, the, their first touchdown was on, like, a weird call, um, which was the right call, but it's just Miles Garrett jumping off sides. The defense is, like, confused. It wasn't really, like, a true defensive play. I just think the Browns are good enough where they, they're, they're going to be able to stay in all these games defensively. I'm happy that the Ravens only have to play them one more time and at home um, because they, they're, they're, they seem like they, they can really compete with anyone because of their defense. Their offense is terrible. Um, which it, it makes sense. Their starting quarterback and the their star running back, who's one of the best players in their history, are hurt. So it makes sense they're not playing great. When Watson comes back and they're they're wheeling and dealing a little more, they don't even have to put up that many points, and they can really win a lot of games. So I, I'm 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 a little scared. Uh, the Browns are definitely a scary team for sure. Uh, ben, any you want to talk about that? Your Bengals didn't play anything. You you want to discuss uh, this week in the or this past week in the NFL? Yeah, shout out the Patriots. The second Trevor said he wants to start tanking, they won. They beat the Bills. So the Patriots don't yeah. even know how to tank correctly, Trevor. Just a terrible franchise at this point. They can't win. They can't tank. I don't know what's going on in New England, Trevor, but I think it's time for Belichick to hang it up. I think I think the Patriots are... Even though he just signed an extension. In, yeah. Even though that was, like, I think a non-story. Um, but, yeah. you know, the Patriots, like, they're... Yeah, they're not really capable of tanking. Like, they're going to find... They're probably going to scrap out six wins... And, and and get like the sixth pick or something and then take some terrible and just, and then just completely fumble the draft pick. That's probably what's going to happen. They're going to go six and 11 when really they should go three and 14 and they're going to just make a bad draft decision. And yeah, that's that's what's going to happen. Sounds like you're excited about the future of the New England Patriots. It sounds <laughs> yeah. like you, you have a lot of it hope over there. Like a lot of optimism. Yeah. It almost yeah. sounds like you have so much faith in your coach slash GM. Bill Belichick, that you believe that the right decisions will be made. Um, all right, why don't we move forward to week eight here um, and talk about some games we're excited about this week. Uh, we definitely have some good ones. I mean, I just feel like every week in the NFL is, is, is a good one. Um, one game I want to mention this week, the Browns-Seahawks. This feels like a measuring stick game for the Browns. The Seahawks are a very solid football team, probably roughly ranked where the Browns are. Um, they're probably like, you know, 8 to 12 range. To me, the Browns winning this game, I think, really solidifies like, hey, this team is a top 10 team in the NFL. They have the ability to compete with the good teams. Um, so, and this is an away game. It's a big game for the Browns. Uh, I'm very, very interested to see what happens um, and, and, you know, if they can pull this one off. If they can, I will I will be very, very impressed with the Browns. Without starting quarterback, without Nick Chubb, can this defense really carry them to that win? I think it's very possible. I don't, I don't think the Seahawks' offense has been, like, overtly just, like, so powerful this year that it's going to be, like, a necessarily this great matchup, you know. So um, I'm excited to see this game for sure. Um, that'll be a great one. Uh, we have Bengals-Niners. Trevor, I know you kind of circled that one a little bit, but I'm sure you're going to be watching that one as well. Um, that'll definitely be an interesting game. Uh, the, the, the Niners are slumping a little bit. They've lost their last two, uh, probably two games. They should not have lost against two, uh, the Browns, uh, the Browns game. They really shouldn't have won, uh, but, or they really should have won. And the Vikings are just not nearly as good as they are. Uh, the Vikings are another team. We didn't really talk about that. They're not a good team, but they're somehow three and four. Like they're not that terrible record wise. And it's like, should they tank and get rid of some assets, uh, get a better pick? Uh, what should they do? But they're three and four now. They, I don't know what they want to do, but they're in a weird position. Um, same position as like the Colts. Like, what do the Colts do? They're, they're starting quarterback of the future is not going to play, but they're three and four. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. Well, what do you do there? Uh, ben, what do you think about Bengals Niners? Um, I don't really know what to I don't think want to hear it. any reverse jinxing crap. Just give me your opinion. No, no, no. I, I, I wasn't even planning on reverse, jinx, reverse jinxing. I actually do think the 49ers will win because I just can't see the 49ers losing three games in a row. Like when they lost to the Vikings, I was so upset because I'm like, I just really don't think they lose three games in a row. I don't think this team is capable of losing three games in a row. Um, so at home, McCaffrey's fine. Brock Purdy's playing. Debo's out, which hurts them. I don't know about uh, whoever, who's a really good left tackle, whatever his name is. I don't know if he's playing or not. Um, what's his name, Brandon? Trent Williams. Is is really, yeah, Trent, Trent Williams. Williams. Is he playing? Trent Williams. Is he playing? Uh, from my understanding, yes. Yes, I can look that up real quick, though. Let's, let's do a little. Keep on talking. I don't I don't love let's that, see. but okay. Um, so, so yeah, I, I I mean, it. hopefully it's a good game. I just think the 49ers are a better team. Um, the Bengals, even though they've they've won oh, a no, couple no, no, games he's recently. Out. Okay. He's out, Ben. Um, that helps, but I still think even, I mean, the, the 49ers are just a better team. The Bengals... They have three wins, but they still haven't really had a game where I'm like, they looked really good on both sides of the ball because um, yeah. their offense in every single game has had at least like a two-quarter stretch where they've looked god-awful. So 
Um, I don't know. Again, sources close to Joe Burrow say that he's 100%. He's he's fully back to where he was before. Um, and he's definitely looked a lot better the last couple of weeks, but I still think the offensive line has, still has issues. Um, T. Higgins has Their been terrible this year. He has bad. a lot of drops. Um, they've been better of late, but they're still not good. T. Higgins has been terrible. So I don't know. Their run game hasn't been great. Joe Mixon's been totally average. So I don't know. I, I think they, they still have a lot of issues. They're, the Bengals' secondary is not great, and it helps that Debo's not playing, but um we'll see how how healthy Brock Purdy is I don't know it he very much seems like he rushed back through this whole concussion protocol thing which doesn't always work out it, it can be a very dangerous thing to do that so um we'll see what yeah. happens I, I don't really know what to expect again I, I think the 49ers will win I'm not even trying to jinx it I really just think I don't think they can lose three games in a row I, I think they're too good to do that um they're four point favorites I don't know I hope it's a close game I think it will be a close game um but ultimately I just think the 49ers are the better team they're at home um I I, I think they get the win so I'm not even trying to jinx here. I, I'm going to pick the Bengals to win. I think the, the the loss of Trent Williams and Debo Samuel, and I don't know if Fred Warner's playing either. Fred Warner was really, really hurt. It looked like at the end of the last game. I could look that up real quick. But I am I'm going with the Bengals in this game, and mainly um, because uh, Brock Purdy playing helps the Bengals because he is not good. And I know oh everyone my. thinks he's good, but he is not good. And I think he's slowly proving – that he's not good. Um, so I, I think uh, it does seem like Fred Warner is playing from what I see, um, which that definitely hurts the Bengals. But I'm going to pick the Bengals. I think this will be another close one uh, for the Niners, and Brock Purdy's going to have to lead the team down the field, and he can't do that. So the Bengals, I think, will end up pulling this one out. Um, and I'm going to predict – I'm going to predict a 24-20 win by the Bengals on the podcast right now. Bengals win because Brock Purdy is what give give me the word Trevor starts with a B ends with a D there's an A in the middle bad what do you think Trevor uh I I disagree with almost everything Brandon just said I, let me just say that um I I'm I'm worried about this whole like concussion protocol I know he's thing. gonna be playing I uh this is really weird kind of like Ben said I'm not sure agree. that he doesn't have a concussion. I mean, I, I think he seems hurt. I don't know. Um, Did you see what Dr. Chow said about this? Part of the medical staff. Did you see? No, I'm not. I don't glaze Dr. Chow. Well, I do because he's I like never Dr. Wrong. Chow. Here's. I like. Yeah, him a he's lot. the best. So, um, normally with some of the concussion protocols we've seen this year, they'll have like symptom, like concussion, like symptoms during the game, and then after the game, they appear to be fine. Brock Purdy had symptoms after the game, which typically means, according to Dr. Chow, you miss a week, and this is a very odd one. Him playing. Um, Dr. Chow yeah. was quite surprised. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm just worried about that in general for I'm the with 49ers' future because last year we had Tua, Tua who had quite a few yeah. concussions and he kept playing regardless, and it was uh, a, a, just a clear. Um, I mean, those those medical that medical staff should be like fire them. That's they did a terrible job with all that whole situation last year with the Dolphins. And I'm I'm just a little worried as a Brock Purdy uh, fan and avid believer um, that they are uh, rushing this and they're not doing what's best for him. And as a result, not what's best for the Niners either, because if he gets hurt and he's out and they have to turn to Sam Darnold, the Niners no longer are Super Bowl contenders um, because Brock Purdy is very important to their team. Um, he is, you know, a, a really important player for them. And it, if you tell me that Brock Purdy is healthy today and and this is true, he clears the concussion protocol, you know, it's all good. Uh, the Niners are going to win. They're a better team than the Bengals. Um, yes, they have these injuries, but I still think their defense is enough to cause some issues. Again, Bengals offensive line still, you know, not still struggling a little bit. I think they'll put enough pressure on even without Fred Warner. If he's not playing, I don't know. But I think the Niners defense will do enough to cause some issues. And if Purdy's healthy, if he looks like himself, I think the Niners will win. If they put Sam Darnold out there, I think he'll throw a couple interceptions. I think the Bengals will steal the game. So we'll see. It's really dependent on how Brock Purdy looks. Not as far as um, we know he's a good quarterback. It's just a matter of is he healthy? That's the real question. No, a lot of Brock 
uh, Purdy glaze over there. I, I, I don't buy into look, it. Look at the numbers. Look at look. What at about the, the last two games? Can we stop saying the word glaze. I don't like using the word glaze. Where is this like a new <laughs> thing? I've is never it, heard it's that the term exact terminology. Today. And and when Brandon has said someone? it like ten times today. I've never heard that term. I hate that term. A, it sounds. He's a Gen Z. That's why. It's like cringy. We're all Gen Z. It's like the word moist. Like the word moist doesn't bother me, but the word glaze bothers me a lot. So let's just stop saying glaze. All right. Well, stop glazing the word moist. Okay. You're you're the youngest. You're the true. You're the youngest. On that is podcast. true. That's I am the Brandon. youngest on this yeah, podcast. And you all subscribed all the us, TikTok. He keeps us the, uh, the little the, the little kid TikTok terminology. Very fair. It's very fair. All right, let's get to our tribal council segment. This is where we we knock off a team. Who do we do? Did we do the Panthers last week? Um, let me see. Yeah, we did. We did the Panthers sure. last week. Yes, we did. We did the Panthers last week. So who to knock off this week? This is going to be a tough one. Um, no, it's not. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I guess we'll just go with the easy pick, right? Right, Benny? There's a pretty easy well, pick. I don't here. I don't remember who we have and haven't knocked off, but I'm pretty sure we haven't knocked off this that... team. I could be wrong. Trevor, can you list who, off who, who do we, we have knocked, knocked off? off so yeah, far? can can you list off who we have off here? Yep. So this is who we've uh uh this is who we have evicted or voted off. The island, um, the Cardinals, the Texans, the Bears, Broncos, Patriots, and last week it was the Panthers. So that is six teams. Uh, they're already off the board. They're not making playoffs. They're done. Um, we have to decide who we're evicting or voting off today. Okay. So I, do I, think I have two easy. teams in mind. I have two teams in mind. I would say are the Giants or Titans, and I'd be okay with either one. Um, and I'm going to give my reasons. The Giants, it, they don't seem 100% right, but Daniel Jones, I think he will end up playing again, but there's a chance he doesn't really. Uh, they said he's out at least till week 10. That's another three weeks. Um, and they just don't seem like they're that good. The Titans also seem like they stink. Um, they're two and four. Uh, and uh, I know Tannehill just got hurt. Uh, they're playing backup quarterbacks as well. So I, I think either one of those teams I'd be all right with. I'm interested to hear what you guys think. Ben, why don't we go to you first here? Uh, what, it, what team do you want to, uh, to kick off the island here? I was going to say the Giants. Um, just because like Daniel Jones stinks, honestly, they might be better with Tyrod Taylor quarterback anyway. Um, they, they have been better with Tyrod Taylor. But when I'm looking at, I'm just looking at their schedule, like their next month isn't that bad. They play the Jets, the Raiders and the commanders all in the next four weeks. Um, and then the Patriots after that, and then the Packers after that, and the saints after that. So they, they don't really have a tough schedule at all, but they're not good. So at first I was like, ah, the giants, that's an easy pick. But the more I think about it, I don't know. I don't know the Titans' schedule, but I feel like the Titans might be a better Well, here, pick. I'll read it off to you. Yeah, tell me have... who the Titans are playing in the next month I don't or know. so. It's, it's not that bad. Uh, they play the Falcons at home, Steelers away, Bucks away, Jags away, Panthers at home, Colts at home, Dolphins. Oh, my gosh. Texans, Seahawks, Texans, Jags. Okay. Then here's here's my tiebreaker. Uh, the Cardinal or the uh, the Giants are in a much diff, uh, much more difficult division, so I'm just going to say we should kick them off. Because both of their schedules I, are not I like that, that difficult, take. but the AFC I East like is way take. tougher than, or the NFC East is way tougher than the AFC South. So I'll just say the Giants. Yep. That's my vote. Yep, I I like that take. I don't think that's bad. Trevor, what what are your opinions here? Um, so looking at the Giants' schedule, they still have to play the Eagles twice. Oh, yeah. Um, and they also have to play the Cowboys again. Um, those are probably three losses right there. I mean, that puts them at yeah, nine and eight. That's probably. I mean, it's at least two losses. Might be three. They still play the Rams, um, play the Saints away. I'm just looking, and I'm like, they already have five losses. I mean, to make the playoffs, to be a wild card in the NFC, you're going to realistically probably have to win nine games, I would guess. How can they go nine and eight if they already have five losses? That would have to mean— They probably don't need nine games. That would make them have 11 wins. No, I'm saying finish nine and eight. That's what I'm saying. To, oh, so they need seven. I'm saying realistically— so they have to go seven and three. They probably have to go seven and three. Yeah, you see seven wins on that schedule? Um, no, no, so I don't. Are we safe with the Giants then? I, feel I like think the Giants are pretty good. Yeah, there's another team I was at least looking at while you guys were talking. I was looking at the Green Bay Packers. Is it the Chargers? Um, no, oh, the, the, the Green Bay Packers, I think, are, are really bad. Um, but I, I think the Giants is a better pick. They have one more loss than them. Um, and they have, uh, you know, they play the Eagles twice to play the Cowboys. I just don't see uh, the math uh, for them to make the playoffs. I don't see it happening for the Giants. I, 
I feel like the Packers would be a tough kickoff here. They're only minus two in the they, plus minus. But the la- the past two or three weeks, though. So the past three weeks, they've lost. They've, they, been, they've, they've been bad. They've looked bad. They started off two and one, though. So I think it's the type of thing, like, if we look at their schedule, how much harder does it get? They play the Vikings, the Rams, Steelers, Chargers, Lions, Chiefs, Giants, Bucks, Panthers, Vikings, Bears. I mean, they have two for sure losses on there. But the rest of them, I don't know. I feel like they can compete. You know, they play one, two... Uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams under five hundred. Um, so I I feel like the the Packers can maybe pull it off. I think the the Giants are my vote. I like Ben's yeah. opinion on there. The Giants have my vote. My vote is also the Giants. All right, Ben, you want to make it three for three here? We're getting rid of the Giants. Yeah, let's do it. Yep, let's do it. All right, the Giants have been kicked off the island, voted off. That your tribe has spoken. You're gone. Um, all right. Well, I think we'll wrap up the NFL there for today and go on over to some basketball. Trevor, we've had the first, uh, no, I guess not complete week, um, but our, our first week of NBA basketball. And I know you've been extra hyped. You've loved this first week. We've had a lot of good highlights. We've had some good games. Um, we've seen like Dame's debut. Um, we got some guys really balling out. Uh, Wembenyama's, you know, Victor's played his first couple games. Um, what are your opinions on this first week of the NBA? Yeah, so just just some first impressions um, that I have. Uh, the first one I'm going to go with, you know, the James Harden thing. It's been an ongoing story. We hear it. Woj, Shams, the, like Chris Haynes, they're talking about it. It's like four tweets per day I'll see about James Harden and like this whole drama with, oh, he's away from the team. He's not at practice. Oh, now he tried to get on the team plane. Security said, no, you, you can't come on the road games with us. Now the NBA is investigating it. It's it's such a it's such a uh, what's the word? It's it's like a sitcom. It's it's uh, pretty hilarious. I'm, I'm just glad I'm not a Sixers fan having to to witness this whole thing. Um, but but what I was going to say was, um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people out there that act like James Harden is so important to the Sixers. He's simply not. He's simply not that important. He doesn't change the calculus on what the Sixers are going to be able to accomplish as a basketball team. If James Harden plays with the team and stays on the Sixers throughout the season, they're going to be a semis exit. They're going to lose in the conference semis again like they have the past, what, five years in a row now. They're going to win the first round playoff series, maybe, maybe, depending on the matchup. And then they're definitely going to lose in the second round. If they don't have James Harden, what's going to happen? It's the same thing. They're going to lose in the conference semis. Um, and the, the one good and the one of the reasons I say this is because when James Harden's on the floor, he takes away a lot of the production uh, from Tyrese Maxey, a young 2020 22 year old guard who has been incredible in these first two games to start the season. The 76ers are two and zero without James Harden. Or actually, I take that back. They're not two and zero. They're one and one. They lost um, on a. They lost by one point to the Milwaukee Bucks, who I believe are the best team in the NBA. And then they beat the Toronto Raptors last night on the road in a game in which Tyrese Maxey had 34 points, seven assists, and six rebounds. He also showed, shot seven of nine from three. And also, Tyrese Maxey, a player who is a better scorer than James Harden, um, but his playmaking clearly has needed to take a, a leap. He only has one turnover. This in both in both games combined, he has one turnover. I think he has 15 assists. So first two games for Tyrese Maxey, um, he's averaging, let's see, what is it? Uh, 32 and a half points, seven and a half assists. And he only has one turnover in both games combined. So really good start for, for Tyrese Maxey. And if James Harden's there, if he's playing, this would not be happening because he would dribble the ball, dribble the air out of the ball. Tyrese Maxey would not get it as often. We need hard Harden needs to leave for Tyrese Maxey to be at his best. Um, and we'll see what the trade offers end up being. It seems like they're they're pretty bad. I think that's the biggest reason it hasn't happened yet. But at some point, um, the Sixers, you know, will need to try to look to get more like complimentary role players in a trade. Can they get uh, a Norman Powell? Um, from the Clippers, like, can they get complimentary pieces that can help this team without James Harden, with Joel Embiid, with Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris? Because that could—I don't know—it's hard now. The Bucks and Celtics are better, so it's hard to leapfrog them. But it will give them a better chance, and I think that's what the Sixers should be angling for. 
Um, other first impressions, Damian Lillard's debut was really solid, 39 points. Um, he played really well. I think the Milwaukee Bucks are going to have the number one offense in the NBA this season. That's that's my take. Uh, number one offense, I think the Bucks will have it. Um, the other one I have, Luka Doncic on Friday night. He had 49 points, hit a couple uh, late game threes. Is this finally Luka's year for MVP? Could he carry this Mavs team to like a four seed, a five seed, and just put up insane stats? He's already averaging like 42 points per game in the first two. Could he have these insane numbers that allow him to get MVP, even if Dallas isn't the one seed? Maybe they're like the four seed. Um, it's possible. It's possible. Luka has started off this season uh, pretty incredibly. So those are just a couple of my first impressions. Um, Brandon, do you have do you have any thoughts? I I have a question for you. Can yeah. you tell me about Cam Thomas? What's going on in Brooklyn? Oh man, Cam Thomas. What, what I'm looking at his stats. He's yeah. It's like one of the most efficient stat. I understand it's just two games or three games. It is one of the most efficient stat lines I've ever seen. Can you can you talk to me about Cam Thomas a little bit? Yeah, I mean Cam Thomas. I mean this was the uh, this was kind of the allure of him coming out of LSU. He's a fantastic scorer. He just knows how to get buckets, and he had some stretches last season where he would go off for, you know, 40 points, 45 points. And then we saw it kind of calm down um, because this was all happening when, like, I think Durant was hurt. Uh, you know, there was drama with Kyrie and Cam Thomas was just in the starting lineup and he was lighting it up. And that's what he can do. I mean, he has other, you know, areas of his game that are issues. He's not a good defender. He, he's not really a great creator. Um, he's kind of a smaller guard, but He's a good scorer, so you know we'll see these outbursts. If like if he has the shots, if he's kind of given the car keys per se to do this type of thing, he can do it every now and then. It's kind of it's honestly a little bit like Jordan Poole, um, in, in the way that he can have these outbursts. But it's it's also like you're gonna have the low moments too. So yes, Cam Thomas has had a great start, but I also wouldn't be surprised if next game he's you know two for eleven and only has six points. That could happen too. Yeah, I mean, it, these numbers are crazy. He's averaging 33 points on 62.5%. It's crazy. Uh, he, he's he been really, really good. Uh, so we'll see. I don't know. Ben, you, you got any lasting NBA thoughts here uh, before we kind of wrap up the pod? I mean, the clear one is, and this is not a surprise to anyone, but the Pacers are the best yeah, team in the NBA. What Dayton player? Yeah, what Dayton player are we going to talk about? They're, they're, they're first placed... They're first place in the Eastern Conference. They're tied for the best record in the NBA at 2-0. and um, I mean, if we're going to talk about the NBA two games in, then we have to talk about the Pacers being the best team in the NBA. Duh. Um, they're fantastic. So, I mean, I, again, not a surprise to really anyone. The Pacers are a great organization, fantastic team, my favorite team, clearly. Um, they, they are they are the standard in the NBA. So that's obviously the first takeaway. The second takeaway is Victor Wembanyama is a bust. He's terrible. He's garbage. I, I, I am not <laughs> impressed with him at all. 18 points in two, two straight games, Trevor. He can't even get to 20 points. Yeah, I, I've been seeing him on Twitter. I, I would. I just assumed. I just assumed he scored 45 points both games because I'm seeing highlights of him making wide open dunks like anybody who's seven eight can't do that. Like it's ridiculous. Um, total bust. 18 points in his first two games. LeBron what? LeBron went for like 25 his first game. So. So the fact that they're even in the same conversation is ridiculous to me. Uh, Victor Wembanyama wouldn't even be lucky enough to to be in the same room as LeBron, as LeBron James. So Victor Wembanyama bust. The Spurs wasted their draft pick. Um, he's going to go down as the, as the biggest bust in NBA history. Uh, that's my that's my reaction two games into this season. I I got to be like a mediator on the Wembanyama stuff because you glaze him and Ben Ben is Ben is destroying him. I'm just real. What are you <laughs> well, talking about? We're only you two games in. I, I, I just want to make it. Brent, Brent's trying to frame this as if like I'm biased one way and Ben's biased the other way, and he's like going to be the. I realistic am not biased at all. I'm, I'm realistic. I'm looking at the facts here. I'm being, being very realistic. <laughs> yeah, okay. He's only got 18 you guys points are both in two being straight realistic, games. Apparently, look, I, I just a assumed he was. I just assumed he's he's gone for like 100 points both games because ESPN. I can't stop watching highlights right. of him like making passes. He's, to dudes he's that a are wide rookie. Open. He's a rookie. He's playing less minutes than LeBron did when he first started as a as a rookie. He played, I think, 28 minutes. Let's see. Let's check this game. Interesting. He so Trevor played... thinks that he's better than LeBron. That's what I'm hearing. Okay. Interesting. No, Put that on the headline, that. Brandon. Tweet, he tweet that quote out. His first game, he played 23 minutes. He had 15 points, They're five rebounds, in. and an efficient night, in. six of nine. They're easing him in. Didn't have to ease the LeBron. The second in. game, he played a little bit more, right? He played a little bit more. He played 31 minutes. Um, he was 21 points, 12 rebounds, 
seven of 19. He's, he's averaged two blocks this season. He's averaged two and a half steals. Um, he's had a good start. It, it looks solid. He was also a plus nine. They beat the Rockets in overtime. He was probably their best player in that game. He's probably the best player on the floor um, against the Rockets. And yeah, the Rockets aren't a very good team, but it, you know, it was something. And this is his second game in the NBA. So yep. I, I, I'm impressed by Wemby. Uh, I don't like the glaze for him, but I am impressed. I'm impressed by Wemby. I like him. He's fine. Um, he's so, fine. so we'll, we'll, we'll see how he does. How the good. rest of the NBA does. Mm. Yep. He's Trevor, any, anything else you want to, you want to say? Yeah. I was going to add to the Pacers love, um, because the Pacers are just such a fun team, uh, in yes, their first are. game, correct. uh, you know, they made a, a really good, uh, acquisition in getting Bruce Brown who had 24 points in the first game, uh, six of eight threes. Bruce Brown's just a really good player. I think some people, um, want to put out the narrative of like, oh, the Denver Nuggets made Bruce Brown. No, Bruce Brown was good before he went to the Nuggets. He was good with the Brooklyn Nets. He was good with the Nuggets, and now he's going to be good with the Pacers as well. Great signing. Um, Tyrese Halliburton has been uh, awesome. Uh, again, Tyrese Halliburton, another young player who's just going to continue to grow. Um, I, I kind of expect him to make an all-star team. I, I had the Pacers as the eight seed. Um, I like how they have started the season. Tyrese Halliburton just to start off the season, averaging 20 and a half points, 12 assists. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if Tyrese Halliburton is the assist leader he is at the moment. I could see him being the assist leader uh, this season in general in the NBA uh, because he's a uh, fantastic uh, passer and, and just a great dude. I love Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap up the pot there for today, Trevor. Um, another great podcast here. We'll be, of course, be back next Sunday. I unfortunately will not be on that episode, um, but it'll be a good one with you guys. Okay, I don't need that energy. Oh, real um, quick, hold on. Breaking news, real quick. Breaking news. NFL breaking news. As okay. of ten minutes yep. ago, uh, the report is that Patrick Mahomes has the flu. So just a heads yeah, up, he has when, a he, flu. when he when he throws for three touchdowns today, like he was going to do anyway, it's going to be more impressive because he has the flu. Apparently, I just want to make uh, that very flu, clear. Flu he's game. playing a garbage yeah, a flu team. game from Mahomes. He's playing a garbage team. No, no, no. He's he's going to get all this. All talk about glaze, Brennan. He's going to get all this credit for throwing three touchdowns, having the flu. Mahomes gets a lot of glaze. He would have done it anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But hold on, here's the question: Is it is glaze still glaze if you're the best? Yes, I say yes. Um, no, you, you can still, yeah, you can still be obsessed with someone, even though they're the best. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he is the best. In fact, in Victor Wembanyama is amazing. So I, I get, I get it. But like, um, I don't know. I just get the one that's calling, calling him a boss. Basically, I, I think what it's coming well, down I don't to actually mean that. is that you guys are both just anti complimenting people. You guys I compliment so many people. You guys don't, I, I, I would actually right agree with don't that. like, you I, guys are just, I like don't to, like I like to be a people. contrarian. You don't like, I like to, to talk, I like to think. You don't like think to say nice things, things about people. Give me, that's, that's give me a, give me a player true. and I'll compliment him. That's not him. true at all. Russell Westbrook. That is not true. Russell Westbrook, at one point in <laughs> time in his career, was solid at basketball. <laughs> he was solid. That's all yes. you can say about him. He was solid. Wait, give me, give me one more. We'll do one more. We're out the pot with one more compliment. Give me another. Ben player. Simmons. Ben Simmons. I saw shoot free throws at Cleveland State one time, and he was not awful. Oh my. Yes. This is uh okay. Interesting. Yes. All right, we'll wrap up the pot there for today. Thank you all so much for listening. Of course, check out our website, the smallballers uh, .com. Um of course follow us on Twitter at the smallballer. Um so you stay up to date with all of our podcasts that go live. Um but yeah, thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you guys next time. Go Falcons.